Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. All of your coverage of the Newcastle and Hunter Valley Rugby League competitions. And uh, again, absolute bumper episode for you today. Some returning guests that we've had on previously, uh, as well as a new appearance. Someone who I've done some work with with Bar TV, uh, covering off on the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League for us today as he's made a return in season 2022 to the playing arena so, as I said, a bumper episode, plenty of opportunities to talk. Denton Engineering Cup, Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League will be joined by the stats man for the Junkyard Skips Stats Performers of the Week. And there's an absolute cracking plethora of players who've starred with some fantastic numbers across round 11 of the Denton Engineering Cup. We'll also catch up with uh, the returning guest, the host of the Two Point Podcast and Central Newcastle Butcher Boys outside back, and new father, Tim Christie, to have a chat about the Butcher Boys, uh, his burgeoning media empire, and uh, the upcoming rivalry game against South Newcastle, as well as the Round 12 action. And, of course, the man that I alluded to before, Adam Martin from the East Maitland Griffins, and uh, also a colour commentator on Bar TV Sports in between his playing commitments, will join us to talk about the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League Southern Conference of course, make sure to jump on to our social channels for all of your updates, news, links, uh, and other information that doesn't make it to the podcast, uh, all the stats and uh, the pieces from the work that Josh does as well. We are League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram. You can always reach us by a direct message on either of those channels or at leadcastleau at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from people that are interested in coming on the show, people that have got suggestions about what we can cover or how we can get some more content out there for you. And finally, before we kick off this week's bumper episode, make sure to please support the businesses that partner with us and support us. Junkyard Skips, you heard me talk about them. They partner with us for the Denton Engineering Cup and the Newcastle Rugby League. Beaver Brewery, based out of the NT, but supporting the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. Sharp DS Central Coast for all your printing needs. Make sure that you support them. They support us with the Central Coast Rugby League news and updates. And, of course, Shipley Meats up at Rutherford. Anytime you're having a barbecue, you want some good quality steaks, sausages, anything else that your butcher might provide you, go and check out Shipley Meats. They'll do you a great deal. Let them know that League Castle sent you. They do bring us the Hunter Valley Bengala Group 21 coverage and... Uh, yeah, we really appreciate all those supporting businesses coming on board in season 2022. Uh, but without too much further ado, let's kick it off with Josh Spiegelman to talk all things stats, thanks to Junkyard Skips. And following that, we'll chat Denton Engineering Cup in more detail with the Two Point Podcast and Central Newcastle's Tim Christie. All right, let's kick off another bumper episode in our usual manner. We are catching up, thanks to Junkyard Skips, with Josh Spiegelman, the stats man for your Junkyard Skips Stats Performers of the Week and, of course, culminating in our update of the Stats Performer of the Year, the Stats Men of the Year leaderboard and the top-ranked players after Round 11. 
It was a cracking round of footy, Josh. You've poured over all of the stats and the footage. Mate, um, pl- plenty of things to talk about. Hi, Chris. Yeah, great to be back. A great weekend of footy. I think the uh, League Castle tipsters actually had a pretty pretty efficient round this week. Uh, most of their tips getting up and a big score to talk about, some close scores and, yeah, some injury news out of the weekend. But let's, let's crack on and get into it. Yeah, it's um, certainly some, some scores, as you said. There's there certainly a big one in the Bar TV match of the round and um, some others that were probably a little bit more more tightly fought than punters might have thought. But we see West continue to um, surge in terms of their performances, mate, and it might be a good place to start. They went down in a close one to the Maitland Pickers um, and the Pickers didn't get everything their own way here, but certainly Matt Lantry will be happy to be back on the winner's board. 22-16, they knocked over West at Harker. Yeah, definitely, mate. It was a bit of an ugly win there for, for Maitland, but they will take the two points after a, a loss and a draw. And, you know, for West, I think they're definitely showing improvement, signs of improvement over the last fortnight or so. But just that class of Maitland, a few big plays allowed them to, to hang on for that important win. So, um, yeah, got a, got a couple of honourables here and a couple of points if you want me to get into it straight away. Let's kick straight into it, mate. Yeah, just um, honourable mention here to, to big Jaden Butterfield. That's six tackle busts, a line break. 214 metres, uh, one of those, he galloped away for a 54, 55-metre runoff, one of those um, line breaks, and he just missed the points. This goes to show some special players getting the 1-2-3 this week. Um, I also thought Brock Lamb was, was pretty good this game. He had a try assist, a line break contribution, a try contribution, and a fourth dropout, and three tackle busts. And for West, um, Spraser Price again did well. Uh, two line break assists and a try assist, uh, but he did get injured early in the second half, so just missed the points for me. Um, but moving along, just some, sorry, mate. Yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, yeah, I did see some of the highlights of this, and, and Fraser looks strong again in the middle, uh, up against his old side, and, and as you said, Brock Lamb, his goal kicking, probably, probably the well, realistically, just on a score basis, it was the difference in the end. Those two penalty goals, as well as uh, three from three conversions. So it was only th- it was three tries all, and a couple of players with doubles who I think feature in your points, mate. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, Brock Lamb, you know, that experience is just val- invaluable for Maitland having that same general play, but also goal kicking as well in big moments. So, um, yeah, great for Maitland there. But, yeah, heading off to the one point, just uh, Alex Lambridge just gets in the point again this week. Um, two line break assists, a try assist, try contribution, line break contribution, a forced dropout, and 97% in defence. So, to me, he's put together um, a really impressive two weeks in a row, Alex, and he's um, moving up that leaderboard. Certainly is, mate, playing the classic captain's role. Um, he came out in, uh, I think it was a Herald during the week and said that they needed to, to get back to their simple stuff, and, and they did that, and, and his game was probably exemplary of that. But there's two players out there, mate, that uh, outpointed him, so let, let's run into the two and the three. Yeah, I couldn't go past giving Steve Witt, as I mentioned here, guest on the podcast a few weeks ago, picking up the two points for me here, along with his two tries and a line break. And he also would have had a try assist as well, but um, one of the West players bombed a certain try, which obviously came back to haunt them later in the match. So a really good effort by Steve in the playing in the centre, still out of out of his regular, I guess, fullback position. But yeah, deserves a mention, and he and he deserves a two points and a close close loss for West. I thought he was their best out there. Yeah, he certainly looked dangerous. Some of those lines he was running, he looks like he's he's almost found a second home on the edge. Um, you know, a player who's played in a lot of different positions in the back line, but. Uh, a few questions when Lockery got moved to fullback, but it looks like a, a pretty good stroke from Lowry. It's coincided with them starting to really find some form. But, of course, with Maitland winning, mate, it was their double try scorer who's picked up the uh, the maximum here. Yeah, mate. Yeah, big Reid Olchen there. Uh, really made an impressive return action um, from a layoff, injury layoff with uh, two tries. He got a line break, four tackle busts, three offloads, 111 metres, 
He won all of his carries, and he also had a team-high five key key pressures. So, obviously, with three points there to read, he made it onto one of our best ten of the week. And uh, one of those nice graphics I've posted up to the League Castle Instagram, if the listeners want to go check it out. Yeah, he's certainly uh, been a big performer for them since he's come over from the other side of the coalfields at Curry, uh, a good, astute uh, recruit from uh, Matt Lantry. Uh, he's a pretty shrewd uh, uh I guess uh, recruiter is Matt, and uh, it shows with Reed starring for Maitland again and uh, featuring a fair way into our leaderboard now. But let's move on, mate. Uh, let's have a look at the other Saturday game, the Bar TV match of the round. And uh, look, the Bar TV matches have really stacked up in recent weeks in terms of strong performances and cracking finishes in a few of them. This one, not to be. Bobcats boys, the South Newcastle Lions running out comfortable winners, 46-14 uh, in spite of some injuries, but both sides were impacted by uh, the medical interventions, if you will, mate. Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, yeah, so yeah, entrance lost Grant Nelson, the guest of the podcast a few weeks ago from fullback after about 15 minutes, and then Jason Keelan was lost to injury too for South, so both having to reshuffle their spines around. But having said that, uh, yeah, South, they would, have, they would have probably beaten any team playing the way they did this match, just phenomenal really stamping their premiership credentials with a big, big win here um, at home. And, you know, they'll be bolstered with that and, and go through with confidence. I think they're only three points behind Maitland on the ladder. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, they're looking really strong and they continue to impress and, I guess, surprise a lot of people, but it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. Yeah, certainly right. I, I think I talked about it last week with Ian Burke uh, saying about them sort of flying under the radar. But um, hard to say that they are, and, and certainly if the two sides continue their form, it sets up a mouth-watering penultimate round when they do take on Maitland at Townsend Oval at the end of July in round uh, what will be round 17 uh, of our 18-round comp. So, yeah, certainly uh, one to watch. South there continuing their form and the points that they put on on the weekend, no surprise. There's a couple of their playmakers taking a couple of the positions alongside, uh, well, just a consistent performer for them in the 3 2 one mate. It definitely was, mate, and yeah, it was really hard to pick a 3-2-1 for South. Here. Obviously, all the points going to them, I probably could have picked half their side, to be honest, to register the points. So, just a quick couple of honourable mentions here. Um, Scotty Matthews, really good again, 123 metres, a try assist, a line break assist, a line break and no errors and 90% defence. I also want to shout out winger Jacob Affleck. He scored a try, 112 metres, five tackle busts, two line breaks. Um, and also Jack Welsh off the bench is strong for South with 18 carries, 138 metres and a try. So really good job by those boys. But yeah, as you mentioned, they, they didn't get in the points. It was a, it was a half for, for South and that was Angus Ernst. Uh, one point here for me with a try, a line break, a line break assist, a try assist, a try contribution, two offloads, three tackle busts and a team high 28 tackles. So really well done by Angus and those sort of stats. And he only gets a point, shows you how good the next two guys are. Certainly does, mate. And we've got to give a mention because every time we give Angus a rap, uh, he, their captain does make sure that he wants uh, a, a mention for uh, you know bring, bringing him to the fore. So Sim, Simo's apparently uh, a car- carrying him quite a bit uh, in terms of these pieces, he tells us. So he, he's responsible for most of Angus's skill and ability. So there you go, Simo. There, there's your regula- regulated shout-out. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the 3 2 one soon. But speaking of people in the 3 2 one mate, it's a just... He just keeps appearing, this man. Another two points. He's Mr. Consistent for South Newcastle. He is, mate. He's having a river of a season, and that's Edge Lewis Hamilton there uh, for South. He, he scored another try this game. Five tackle busts, two line breaks, a try assist again in the second row. He seems to keep, you know, he's got more try assists than other, other teams. Half Halves have try assists, so tremendous there. 133 metres, 86% of defence, so 
just just the impact he has running those those lines. Um, just beautiful to watch. Really, it's pure football, and yeah, keeps appearing, and he's making a real impact on the leaderboard. Certainly is, mate. Um, he, if he keeps this up, he'll be uh, into the uh, sorts of odds that we saw his namesake last year, or the years before, probably more so in the F1. So he's uh, doing really well and uh, has been a good performer over the last two years for Souths and uh, been a heavy feature both years. So uh, no surprise, though, that uh, the man who is wearing the 13, and we talked about him, uh, I think, last week as well with three points, he's making a real run at things. He's been a consistent performer since his return from injury in 2022 and he picks up his second week in a row with the three points the maximum. That's it mate and talking of someone who's having a ripper season this is this is one of the best seasons I've seen someone have especially considering coming back off a big injury. It's Ryan Glamble we're talking about there obviously for South uh, he's moved into the 13 as we mentioned last week but when Kalen went off he, he mixed in around the halves again and obviously hasn't missed a beat because those attacking numbers are about to reel off as something special so yeah, I'll just, I'll just start now. One try, a try assist, two further try contributions, three line break assists, one line break, two offloads, four tackle busts, and just, you know, I didn't calculate super coach, but that would have won you the week, let's just say that. It certainly would have. It had to be a big performance to take the points from Hamilton and Ernst, and uh, he's certainly done that. And as I said, back-to-back performances. He's a dangerous man, and uh, he's uh, a long way up the leaderboard, as we'll touch on shortly, mate. But let's move into Sunday, and uh, it was the Macquarie Scorpions hosting the Curry Bulldogs down at Lyle Peacock Field. And it's an interesting one. Curry have just they've started to find some form. Couldn't get the two points here, but they're certainly staying in arm wrestles where, uh, where they get the opportunity. 22-14. Uh, Macquarie, though, they've taken a bit of a heavy toll, I guess, um, with, with at least one major injury. That's right, mate. Yeah, Curry, as we mentioned about West as well, they've, they've both they've both these teams have shown real size of improvement over the last you know couple of weeks, I guess, especially this match for Curry. But um, yeah, Scorps Scorps did just hang on for the win here, valuable two points in a scrappy kind of affair. Um, and you did touch on the injuries there, so yeah, Scorps lost their key fullback, Kerry Holland, big name there, going down with a hammy injury. And um, also Ben Roos went off as well. I'm not sure what his issue is. So, um, so there were things to look out that, out for there for, for the Scorps if they want to make a, a run into the into the finals. It certainly is. Um, it's going to be they're going to have their work cut out for them. You would think if they uh, keep having injuries like that. But hopefully it's not too long out for Kerrit Holland. In good news for them though, we were talking about this off the air, mate. Luke Higgins will return and. Not only does he return, and he's had we've talked about this ad nauseum on the pod, he's had a bit of a, a bumpy run with injury, but uh, allowing he can get on the paddock and he's expected to, it'll be game number 100 for uh, Luke, which is a, a great story. He and his brother, obviously, fixtures of that uh, Macquarie lineup when they're fit, and uh, yeah, certainly a good one for him to be back in for, uh, for Macquarie. Yeah, that'll be a huge in for them, their forward pack. Is great on great on paper and and on ground. I guess without him, but with him in, there's no doubting it's an improvement. And you know they're going to need to rely on that forward pack a bit more without Holland in the backs and it looking a bit choppy out there. So they need to set that platform for whoever's going to fill in it in the spine to convert into points. I guess they certainly will. Um, just a note on on Luke, uh, his hundredth game. He's only I believe twenty six this year. Um, so plenty of football left in him. Uh, debuted in senior footy back in 2014 as an 18-year-old up at the uh, Port Macquarie Sharks and then went on to play SG Ball that year at the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, hopefully if he can get on top of those injuries, we'll see him uh, push on and another four or five seasons under his belt. Maybe he could be racking up the 200, which would be a phenomenal achievement in Newcastle first grade if he hangs around. 
Oh, 100%, mate. He's, he's one of those players that I would have loved to see make it to a higher level, but, you know, we're, uh, we're spoiled to have him in the Newcastle Rugby League still, and if he makes that mark, uh, you know, there's no doubt his name will be remembered for a long, long time, and, you know, in, in terms of the, the decade or century for the Scorps and maybe even for Newcastle Rugby League. So, tremendous effort by Luke there, not just from a stats perspective, you know, everyone who watches the game see what impact he has on the field as well. They certainly do, and, yeah, as we said, uh, Absolute star. Speaking of Higgins, it is a Higgins that picks up the uh, the minor point, the one point here in this game, mate. It is, yeah. Good to see Liam had a really good game this week. Uh, he often does, but this time he's registered in the stats categories too. He's often one of those guys that have great games but just doesn't notch up those statistics. Um, but yeah, this this week he did. So he scored a try, the basically the match ceiling try, uh, line break with that try. He had his own try contribution, two line break contributions. And he also had um, 14 metres of carry, which uh, you know means he picked his moments from dummy half really well running the ball. He's not a noted runner of the ball from dummy half, but I thought he had a, a really good intent this game. And he's um, yeah, he executed that to perfection. And as well as that, he had near 90% on defence. So well done to Liam. Yeah, doing well. And uh, probably uh, doesn't get as many raps as his brother on here. We're big fans of the front rowers, but he has been a, a consistent performer for them and, and a key contributor to their uh, recent strong seasons. Uh, a less familiar name, mate, picking up the two points from Curry. Yeah, um, I thought I'd give a shout out here to Curry Centre, Tim Bridge. I thought he was really, really strong. He has been for a few weeks in a, in a beaten side, but this match especially. So he caused Scorps back, so it's some real trouble there. 117 metres, eight tackle bus, which is obviously on the higher end of things. A line break assist on a try assist for one of Curry's tries. And impressively, um, 93% in defence, which was the best out of their back line. And that's the sort of defence you have to have against such a potent back line that the Scorps have. Um, so, yeah, Tim Bridge gets his first points of the season here in the Statman competition. Well done to Tim. He has been strong for them. But uh, the maximum points here, mate, was a man named in a bench jersey to start with. He started at lock for them. He's Mr. Utility out there at the Scorps and, uh, yeah, has just been absolutely uh, invaluable for them, mate, uh, in, in a number of different positions throughout the last two seasons. Oh, 100%. Any club would be happy to have Matt Moon. That's who we're talking about here in number 14, but started at lock and he played the full 80, I'm quite sure. And if anyone's going to uh, rival Ryan Glanville, for if, if we had a player of the week with statistics, it would be Matt here. Um, I'll just rattle them off for, for everyone here. He's had a try, two line breaks, eight tackle busts, three offloads, one try assist, which was to Liam Higgins to seal the match, three line break assists, 120 metres, and a team high forty six tackles. So he's done it all in the game basically and he's um you know, he's filled the void left by Luke Higgins, I think, uh, with some of that workload in attack and defence and well done to Matt, a very well deserved three points. Yeah, he's uh, been a strong performer, as I said, just in a number of different positions and, and picks up three points here. I know uh, he's certainly a favourite of the Scorps fans, just all the different positions that he can get through and uh, the other one I want to give a quick mention to there is uh Interchange player Kurt Aldridge, who uh, picked up the kicking duties and did reasonably well uh, on the day, all considered uh, four from his uh, five attempts. So they, they share the kicking duties around a little bit after Holland's injury, but uh, Kurt might be the man uh, if he's on the field a little bit more moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And, and just in general play, I thought Kurt, Kurt had a pretty good game as well. So um, he, he is another handy utility. The Scorps even have a few out there. I just want to give a shout-out. Also, another honourable mention I didn't get to at the start, to their, one of their props, Tracy. Um, 
he is a monster, this bloke. Where's number 19? Uh, 156 metres, 11 metres of carry, but the aggression he brings to that pack when they get Luke Higgins back as well as him and a few other boys, that's that's one of the best packs in the comp. And you can see why they were able to take it to Maitland and, and match them as obviously the benchmark forward pack in the comp. So um, scary signs out there at, at Macquarie. Certainly is. He, they've got some real big boppers there when they get all their cattle on the paddock, mate. Let's move on to the next of the Sunday games. We obviously had the trifecta of Sunday games this week. And this one, uh, down at Carl Oval, Cessnock, they were smarting from that being the first victims of the West Rosellas in season 2022. And Harry Saker got his boys back up and amongst the winner's circle, mate. Uh, who did you see here as your picks for the 3 2 and one yeah, definitely, mate. Cessnock, I thought, really suffocated uh, the game there. They're one of the teams I've noticed since starting the start, but also before you can just see they, they they always maintain a high completion rate, which um, obviously no need to explain to people why that's important. Um, and, and that was the same here again in the, I think it was the mid to high 80s. And yeah, that, I think they just, as I said, suffocated Lakes from the game. And credit to Lakes, they did try their, their heart out and, and they are missing a, a number of players, including Nick Glowy, who his arms in a sling we saw on social media. So not sure how long he's out for. Um, but, but yeah, we'll get into the points here. Let's start with a point to um, Ryan Potts, who for Lakes, he played hooker again, 52 tackles at 90%, two offloads, a tackle bust, 98 metres at 14 metres of carry. So like Liam in the game, we just talked about, he's picked his moments well. Uh, so couldn't really pass up giving him at least a point for that effort. Yeah, it's uh, some strong numbers in a side that lost reasonably comfortably in the end. But, uh, mate, who picked up the major points here? A couple of big names, a couple of recruits for Cessnock who are really starting to find their measure. Yeah, big names for Cessnock in the two points here. Um, Juan Tour, uh, the winger for, for Cessnock here. I thought he added a lot of their running game. 154 metres at 11.8 a carry, eight tackle busts and an offload. So really hard to handle there uh, for the Lakes defence. Certainly was, and he's an absolute handful. Lakes fans know that too well from his time down there. But uh, who was it? Another name, I think, mate, looking at the, the sheets, uh, another ex, well, an ex-NRL player from the next tier above who managed to pick up the three points, um, and he's certainly really settling into the black and gold of the Goannas. He definitely is, mate. That's Peter Godinay there for, for the, uh, the go. He's there, number 14. He come off the bench this game, so one of those rare cases. I've given a three points to a bench player, but just the impact he had. I mean, AJ Murray was great starting at nine. Don't get me wrong. He, he did well uh, himself, but I thought got an eight, yeah, with a try as well um, as 95% of defense, three effective offloads, two tackle busts, a line break, a, a forced one forced error with a great one-on-one strip, and really importantly, no errors or penalties. So um, I don't mention the negative stats on this podcast, as I've said, you know, coaches, confidentiality and whatnot, but um, I will mention when they haven't had any of the negative stats, uh, stats sorry, and, and, and in this case, Godinay's done well there um, yeah, to do that. Certainly has. He's been uh, crucial in a couple of their tight wins and, again, stood up for them off the bench, as you said. Uh, another good win for Cessnock Lakes back to the drawing board. But the final match of the round, it was Central Newcastle hosting the Wyong Ruse. And uh, this one, mate, uh, again, Central, they just keep on keeping on. 30 to 10 winners here. Uh, keeps them in the top three of the, or in the hunt for the top three, I should say, of the ladder. Uh, they're, um, they've been in some good form, mate. And uh, Wyong, probably a little to work on. And no surprising here, no surprises here with this gap in the score 
That is a sweep of the points for the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys. Yeah, spot on, mate. And I don't know the stats for either of these teams, unfortunately, so I can only do the key moments in the match. But um, we might start from the three points just because I wanted to talk about how good of a weekend the Anderson family had. Obviously, um, Cam Anderson, Spider there, his brother Grant's debut for the NRL uh, for the Storm. He scored a double in that game. And as you messaged me after that, um, Spider wasn't to be outdone. And um, some may argue that NRL tries are more important than Newcastle Rugby League tries, but we'll reserve judgment. Mate, they're all, um, they're all worth four points, I believe. That is exactly right, mate. And that is exactly right. And um, Spider got his own two two tries, two meat pies here um, with the two line breaks to go and also a try assist to his brother Kane. Um, so the Andersons accounted for about five five tries across uh, uh, two competitions on the weekend. So a uh, great, great job by Spider to notch the three points. Yeah, certainly has been, uh, mate, uh, two tries and a try assist in a uh, reasonably strong win by Cameron, and uh, as you say, a very good week to be an Anderson. I think the only one who didn't score, and he's been fairly prolific this year, not related, just to be clear, but is Gary Anderson. So it must be must be something with that surname, mate. They've certainly um, been dominating in the outside backs, and all of them wingers and centres, funnily enough. That's it, mate. Um, I know Gary's a, a mate of Spider, and uh, Gary had his own pretty good game. He's had a couple of good games in a row now for Maitland, but um, as we've mentioned before on this podcast, Maitland players tend to... I guess, cannibalise each other in the Statman Point competition because everyone's so talented there and it's hard to crack in. So um, take nothing away from Grant. He's a, I wouldn't like to be a, on the defensive side when he's running at, you, at it. Don't you worry. No, exactly right, mate. Uh, the next two, they were, they're, well, they're both ones that play in the ball-playing positions at different points. One in the back row, he's been doing a bit of goal-kicking. Uh, the one-pointer when the two-pointer's been out. Oh, yeah, that's it, mate. That's, um, if you're talking about number uh, one point here to Randall Briggs, uh, yes, uh, Central's player here had a try assist and some really solid defence in the moments that were highlighted in uh, Bar TV's exemplary uh, uh, coverage of the match as well. So um, give a point to Randall Briggs there. I'm going to give two points to veteran Luke Walsh. Um, he had a try of his own, really nifty move there, a try assist and a line break assist. Um so, yeah, it's, uh, it's Spider, Luke Walsh, and, and Randall Briggs, the 3-2-1 for this game. Yeah, a clean sweep from Central um, in terms of those 3-2-1. And, again, they continue to march on. We might have a quick run through the Denton Cup ladder itself and then jump into the leaderboard, if we will, mate. Uh, so the Denton Cup ladder as it stands. Remembering that some sides do have a couple of games in hand and something to consider when we go through our leaderboard shortly. But uh, from the bottom, we've got West there with one game in hand on two points, just the one win. Curry and Lakes both with two games in hand on four competition points. The entrance on eight points, just one win outside of the top five. They have no games in hand as uh, the two teams above them on 10 points. Cessnock and Wyle, who are sitting five wins and five losses from their 10. Central, they've got a game in hand on 11 competition points, five wins, a draw, and three losses. Macquarie just in front of them, also a game in hand on 12 points. Uh, that one's going to be a very key game because it is up against the South Newcastle Lions who sit in second on 14 points. And then the Maitland Pickers with just the one loss to their name and obviously that drawn game against Central, they're three points clear. But all three teams behind them, mate, uh, a game in hand. Uh, you'd have to think that uh, they'd be really hoping that uh, Macquarie can knock off South just to give them a little bit of a, a little bit of breathing room and ensure that they keep that three-point ga- gap uh, when those two sides come together in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly, mate. That's um, the table shaping up to be a really exciting finish, and uh, a couple of games this weekend as well that are that are you know 
prime for excitement uh, scorps against the Goeys and uh, the Butcher Boys against South. That they're going to be really hard to predict and a, and a great watch. So hopefully all the listeners can either get to a game or watch a game out of the five they're on next weekend. Yeah, certainly, mate. Two top five battles. And, of course, West and Curry, two sides that are starting to find a bit of form and looking to chalk some wins to keep their faint finals hopes alive as well. So plenty on offer, no matter who you support, mate. But in ter- terms of who you support, we we have a new leader on the leaderboard, mate. Um, I know, and we do apologise for a little bit of the sound quality earlier. Josh was uh, making a dash back home and uh, sacrificing his Monday night to get this down and recorded. So thank you for that, mate. And I'm not sure, do you have your leaderboard ready to go as well? I do, mate. I've got it up. So whatever way you want to go, we'll do it. Well, let, let's let's do our evens, uh, evens and odds again. Um, I might get you to start with the odds with the sevens, mate. That rounds us out to to our equal top ten. Yeah, sounds great, mate. Just um, two players on seven points here, which are and there's about five on six and about ten on five. So the leaderboard's very close. But on seven points, we have uh, James Bradley, who's stuck there for Maitland, and Will Pearsall, who's um, currently, I think, injured for the entrance on seven. Yeah, two two players that have, uh, well, one's missed a big chunk of footy. I think he was on seven points after three rounds and was the uh, early leader, James Bradley. And as you say, Will Pearsall missing some footy. The entrance a little decimated at the moment. But on the eight points, we have a couple of uh, surging players. Peter Godinay from Cessnock and Ryan Potts from Lakes alongside the ever-consistent Mitch Williams from Wyong, all holding down at equal seventh place. That's right, mate. And um, one point ahead on nine points, we have Maitland's Matt Sopalola, who... Um, didn't register a point this week, but, you know, he's always there and thereabouts in that side. So he's one to watch. He certainly is. He's a dangerous man. He stands out in that bright white headgear. But it's a four-way tie for second. It's Look, it's even even more tight than the uh, ladder itself. We've got Kaya Cooper from Central on 10 points. Luke Sharp from Wyong on 10 points. And then you've got Lewis Hamilton from South and Cam Anderson from Central. who both picked up some significant points this week to move them up into that four-way tie for second. But there's one man that stands... Above them all, mate. There is, mate. And that's a new leader here for South Newcastle and the competition. Ryan Glanville having, as I mentioned, a tremendous season, as are most of the all of these boys at the top of the leaderboard. Um, so, yeah, we'll look to post this, I guess, on our socials after the podcast is released and uh, give everyone maybe an in-depth look down to, I don't know, maybe the five-point mark. What do you reckon? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think if we can give a bit of insight down to... I think if we go all the way down, inclusive of the five, it gives us top 25 or 26. It's pretty crazy to think that there's all all the 26 players within two maximum scores. And we've seen, you know, some players in recent weeks. Glanville is one of them who have picked up a couple of three-pointers in, in short turnaround. So just shows that anyone is within striking distance. And I think we're down at 82 players now with uh, points um, after Liam Higgins and Randall Briggs joined uh, the competition leaderboard. Yeah, that's right, mate. A plethora of players and, you know, statistically speaking, anyone can still take out the competition whether whether you've got a point or um, 11 points or maybe even no points yet at all. So um, maybe you can remind the listeners what's at stake for this competition. Yeah, so thanks to our great friends at Junkyard Skips who do support this segment and all of our Denton Engineering Cup coverage and uh, content. They've put up $300 that'll be split between the winning player and the winning player's charity of choice. So $150 cold, hard cash for the player and $150 for the charity of their choice. So not to be sneezed at, uh, I think it's a great opportunity. Thanks to Junkyard Skips to reward a player for a great performance for across the season as well as um, 
some money going to a good cause, which we look forward to doing after we did a little bit of that last year, mate. Um, we certainly think that there's a contribution for the community and we thank Junkyard Skips for allowing us to help a player to, to make a contribution to a worthy cause at the end of the season. Yeah, 100%. Thanks heaps to Junkyard Skips for coming on board there um, when we needed a sponsor to yeah, get some money out for this this um, competition and, you know, obviously do the stats for the clubs, but it's great to use those stats uh, to, you know, increase engagement for fans and it's thanks to people and companies like Junkyard Skip so we can give some money out for a, a reward. So, fantastic. Certainly is, mate. Thank you again to Junkyard Skips and all being well, we're hoping to have the boys from Junkyard Skips who both ply their trade out at South Newcastle on the show in the coming weeks. As a, Justin's been a bit under the weather, so um, he is uh, going to come on, yeah, as I said, in a couple of weeks. Uh, in the meantime, I'm sure there's going to be some dirt dished on him by this week's guest, Tim Christie, in uh, not too distant time on this on this episode, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, TC cops plenty from everyone else, so it's his time to shine, I think, and uh, throw some out there. Yeah, definitely, mate. And I saw he had a pretty good um, run around the Central Sheds after their big win as well, interviewing some of the boys. So he did pretty well uh, in that capacity too. So maybe a, a post-career move into media is, is for Big Tim. Yeah, Big TC loves it, mate. He's got his own podcast, the Two Point Podcast, which is well worth checking out, which I'll talk to Tim about shortly, talking uh, all things uh, local league players and their careers and backgrounds, which are a really good listen. Some, um, some great episodes uh, on there already and, and plenty more to come, undoubtedly. Um, when he can fit in around his footy, which obviously he can at the moment because he's out of action. But, mate, it's been a uh, reasonably late night. It's been a while since we've had a, a late night. Uh, we've been uh, getting in a little bit earlier, so I appreciate your time on a public holiday Monday to get this all together. And, of course, um, we, we also appreciate all your time putting everything together that you do for the Instagram channel, which is obviously League Castle AU. Um, for those who aren't already following it, I did see that... Uh, after your big wrap on in today, Reid Alchin's gotten behind us as well. So uh, there's plenty plenty of people getting on board and uh, great to see. It's all about uh, plugging the positives of the local rugby league. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's great to see the platform growing. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's Monday night about 10 o'clock now and um, I'm ready for my weekend. But now it's back to the daily grind, uh, <laughs> Tuesday onwards, so never sleeps. But that's why we love it. And as, as you mentioned before, it's like we have patient partners. It is indeed. Very fortunate to have those, mate. Uh, and on that note, we might uh, wrap it there and uh, go back and join our lovely partners for our Monday evenings. Thanks again to you, mate, and uh, look forward to talking plenty of footy with you again next week. Cheers, Chris. Thanks all. Have a, have a good week. All right, time to get into the Denton Engineering Cup, the nuts and bolts of it. We've obviously just pulled apart all the stats with Josh Spiegelman, who is our stats guru, thanks to Junkyard Skips. And now we bring on a man who's, uh, well, he's in more media outlets than uh, anyone I know. Um, if he was a, uh, if he's getting into this many house frames, we'd call him a white ant, but uh, he's just uh, getting into everything. He's got his own podcast. He's appearing on the Newcastle Rugby League live calls. He pops into... Anything you can get a chance to. And, uh, mate, I probably need to be careful, Tim Christie, uh, getting you on here. You'll be hosting the show and taking over from me in no time. Mate, big shoes to fill there. But, uh, yeah, lucky enough to be invited to uh, do the commentary uh, on the on the game on the weekend. And had a lot of fun doing that with Peter Jolly. Unfortunately, Mike Lample pulled the pin late doing the Triple M. But, yeah, man, Pete had a good chat. Mate, uh, you, you have taken fairly naturally when you've been on here and everything else we've seen. 
your podcast, mate. Let's give it a plug. I know you haven't probably released as many episodes recently as you might like, and we'll get to why in a minute. But the Two Point Podcast, mate, undoubtedly will be uh, back with a vengeance when you get a little bit more spare time to juggle around. Yeah, mate, that's true. I uh, just with the, there with the newborn, born about a month ago now, and with our footy, you know, in full swing, it's been hard to kind of get blokes in and have a chat to them, but. Uh, I think my last time was with Cameron Anderson, just one of the local Central boys, so that was fairly easy to get him in. And, um, yeah, hopefully in the next few weeks I can get a few more blokes and, yeah, pick it up, pick up where I left off sort of thing. Yeah, mate, well, I, I can give you a tip for a, a name, I reckon, that might uh, outdo your last guess and just, just change the C to a G and go with Grant if you can get him on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to fly him up with all the uh, sponsorship money that I've got after the, the two tries he scored on the weekend for the Storm. It's all I've bloody heard about over at Central. Yeah, mate. Um, I was I was into Spider. I said, mate, you should have got three so that you had the uh, bragging rights in the family. But we we were debating as uh, Josh and I were just before whether or not the uh, NRL prize might count a little bit heavier, even though there might only be four points on the scoreboard. Yeah, I made sure to mention that on the call on uh, on Sunday. I said between the three brothers, they got five tries over the weekend: two in the NRL, two for Cameron, and one for Kane. So I think Grant holds uh, holds the trophy there, doesn't he? Yeah, he certainly does. And good to see him retained by the Storm again this week, mate, which is always good to see. We love seeing the local stories come out of the the local league and uh, go on to that next stage and, and do well. Yeah, mate, I've seen he was uh, getting voted for the team of the week as well, whether he got in or not, it's a different story. But, um, yeah, so I didn't know he was named again this week, but that's really good. It certainly is, mate. Uh, let's talk Central. Uh, it's been uh, a little bit of a up-and-down season, a few injuries haunting the team, yourself included, mate. There's uh, been plenty of blokes in and out. Some of them have got some um, probably more excuses than you, like while she's got a few years on you and those. But, uh, yeah, there's a few blokes that uh, just can't seem to shake injuries completely at the moment out at um, St. John Oval. Nah, it's that time of year, isn't it? It's really cold. We just come off a session up there. They call it short and let us go in the shed and have some beers just because of the uh, the cold weather. But, yeah, we had a few injuries now. Um, now carrying a hamstring while she's doing his um his rib cartilage. Myself did my ankle. Um, yeah, but you know we're back we're back getting full strength now. It's actually hard to crack the side. I've been playing Reggie's for a few weeks now with first grade. Uh, you know, getting wins. So you know, it's good. It's good signs over there at Central anyway. Certainly is, mate. Couple couple of decent names. I've seen Big Wits has been playing uh, a bit of Reggie's as well, which is obviously showing that there's you know, and especially with some of the acquisitions you've had in the forward pack, there's plenty of competition for spots. Mate, yeah, a big witty baker back. We've got Isaac Briggs playing reserve grade. Brad Russell's come back from West. Um, we've got one of the best packs in the comp. We just uh, fell apart a bit on the weekend, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of good. You're not, you know, it's not much of a drop down to for our reserve grade side. No, certainly not, mate. And you know, you took I think Maitland are leading the ladder at the moment. You took them to you know just over a try. They got that field goal as well to make it a seven point game the week before the long weekend. Bit of a blowout, as you said, against Northern Hawks. But uh, a couple of good challenges coming up with. With South and West there in the Reggies and the and the Nineteens um, having the buy for them, they'll be stacked in both sides. Yeah, mate. Just touch on the Northern Hawks. It's a it's a uh, star-studded side there with Tyler Randall. I think he tore us apart about four or five times with Brad Ty on that as well. Um, but yeah, they touched us up. But yeah, coming into South this week, I mean, it's a bit of a danger game for me. Obviously, being my uh, my former club, um, I wouldn't mind getting one back on them from the start of the year when they've got us in a uh, in the top grade, but. Yeah, they, they seem to be going really well. They're coached by uh, Fitzhenry over there, and I'm you know, I'm pretty keen to play him, to be honest. Yeah, mate, uh, I, know, I know it's always one you like to get up for, and undoubtedly we'll get to the first grade in a minute. I know there's uh, obviously the likes of Joey that'll be looking to get up for that as well, but uh, no love lost, mate. A few of the boys and um, you know, possibly some podcast bragging rights too between the two-point podcast and what's new in the castle. 
<laughs> that's right, mate. I, uh, I haven't actually messaged Campbell or Dan yet, but I will with the coming way, uh, the coming days, and also with the obviously the athlete boys. I've still got a, a group chat with Athletes Hoppy and uh, and Reese Haynes, so I'll make sure I get stuck into them uh, in the in the days leading up to the game, and just try and back up my words. Hey, we can't we can't bag Justin too much, mate. He's the uh, number one supporter of rugby league podcast in the in the local area in terms of sponsorship. That's, that's right, mate. League Castle on the Two Point Podcast. He's uh, sponsoring every every major outlet in the Newcastle Rugby League, isn't he? Yeah, every rugby league podcast except the one from his club. So we like that. <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy, and um, what he and Rousey are doing with um, junkyard skips, mate. We, we like to uh, get the punters to support the businesses that support us as well. So if you need someone to deal with your rubbish, they are the men to do it, mate. Mate, look halfway through one of my podcast episodes, you'll hear a great ad by Justin. It took us about an hour and a half to record for about fifteen of recordings. So yeah, he's a, he's a great bloke, and they do really good, really good job. They certainly do. They are, they are some good guys over there. Um, so long as uh, Rousey and uh, Justin's brother Jacob can stay out of the sin bin, then uh, business will be booming. <laughs> yeah, they, I think there was no love lost there. They, they didn't speak for a couple of days after the, uh, the match last week. Uh, exactly right. But, uh, mate, um, let, let's have a bit of a, a chat about yourself and, and what's going on. Uh, as you touched on before, mate, a newborn, so congratulations on that. How's it going juggling? work, these media pop-ins and some footy as well, mate. Uh, it's a, it's got to be a fairly full slate. Mate, it is. It's uh, different. Um, the the post-game beers have really shrunk. I uh, Coming home to a baby and a, and a missus who's, you know, putting up with a, a lot more than I am, I try and put, give me best to help out. But um, it's been really good. She, as I said off there, she only had her first really bad night last night and, um, you know, Tara gets up anyway for that. I don't have to really get up. She's the she's the soldiers on. But besides that, she's sleeping well and eating, eating well. And, you know, I can't complain, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, mate, it wouldn't be too much different for Tara, I wouldn't think. You know, she would have been dealing with you at 3 a.m. <laughs> some morning. So instead of that, you're off the beers a little bit and behaving for, for a few months at least until um, parental life settles in, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. The snoring that I uh, I do over night time, I think, keeps her up. But yeah, the, the last the last few weekends leading into the birth, mate, I was I was going pretty hard. You knew you knew it was coming to an end, mate. So you just had to make the most of it, make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. That's right. I, I did my best. Uh, I love it, mate. Now let, let's have a look ahead and uh, talk about the round to come. But before we do, we have an anonymous question regarding your recent media work and and the video that popped up post game. Um, you, you, you jumped into the sheds and celebrated with the boys and, and there was a question asked about the jacket that you had under your arm. Was that just their position so that you had a reason to have that arm flexed at all times? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, actually stole that jacket. I found it on the ground on the way out, so I just picked it up and thought I'd nick that. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, it made my arms look a bit. I'll cop that as well. Mate, take what you can get, mate. There's some of the boys floating around in the outside backs in first grade. I saw a picture of... Picture of uh, Big Grant Nelson that plays at fullback for the entrance. And I tell you what, there's some, there's some absolute units getting around in the outside backs in a couple of clubs. There's some big boys even at your club, mate. Yeah, mate. Kai Cooper and Manu, mate, two of the biggest centers I've ever seen. Um, for, you know, for a 20-year-old Manu Alexander, ex-Aussie um, schoolboy, he's built like a brick shithouse, mate. It's, it's pretty uh, pretty fascinating. We did a session early in the year. Dane Hills obviously runs our, um, our wrestling session. And picked Manu out to wrestle and Manu beat him in a one-on-one and like that doesn't happen to Dane Tills. I was going to say, Tills, he won't be calling out Manu again after that. He'll be picking Cameron Anderson or Kane Anderson, I reckon, or maybe yourself. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher Kennedy always gets a ragdoll as well. <laughs> yeah, no, Tills, Tills, he wouldn't uh, pick too many losing battles, I wouldn't think. 
No, not often, mate. Get you in the uh, the shark bait and he reroots and tears in that. Uh, I love it, mate. Uh, and, and talking about the likes of Tilson, obviously you've got Junior there as well. The experience of having those sorts of guys around the club, how good is that for a club where you've got, you know, you talked about some of those blokes that have come through. Obviously, we talked about Kane Anderson coming through, Fletcher Kennedy, these young guys. Having those sorts of experience, a guy like Tilson who's played quite a lot of NRL, Junior who's played International Rugby League and, you know, is, is still, you know, up until I think just before COVID or even in the early stages of COVID was in the mix of that Fijian side. Yeah, and obviously Walsh as well. Of course. Um, about the halves, I, like, I've, I've, I've touched on Walsh a lot on my podcast about how, you know, how classy he is. But um, Junior, obviously, you know, playing international footy brings a lot. But uh, Tilty actually is on the coaching staff at Central this year. He's helping out with our, um, you know, welfare officer as well as doing a lot of our uh, our ruck and and uh, tackle tech sort of things. And he, you know, he, he knows his stuff. He played over two hundred NRL games, and um, not often that, you know. He teaches you something that you don't use on in the game. Yeah, it's ama- amazing to have that sort of experience. And as you, as you touched on, obviously, you know, having the likes of Walshy as well. And, and from an international point of view, you know, the bloke we talked about before who's wandering around in a bit of reserve grade at the moment has played a little bit for the Cook Islands as well with Wits. Um, probably goes yeah. under the radar when you talk about all these other names. That's right, mate. And then, you know, blokes, well, we lost a few experienced heads from last season with Ethan Cook and Joshy Nielsen. So, you know, we did lose a bit of experience, so having those blokes around really does help and helps those younger blokes like Kane Anderson, who's absolutely killing it in first grade, and Fletcher stepped up into his uh, into the role and doing really well outside Walshy. Mate, I, I, I can give you Ethan Cook. I'm a little bit concerned about what sort of experience Bluey's bringing. I think it's more social than um, than on-field. <laughs> mate, the social aspect of uh, any good rugby league side is the biggest, isn't it? Certainly is, mate. I've never seen a man blow out from a winger to a second rower in such rapid, rapid time as uh, Josh Nielsen, though. <laughs> I haven't seen him for a while. I'll have to, have to give him a message soon and see what he's up to. Yeah, well, he, he might be one I might have to reach out to when we, uh, we're, we're talking about doing a potential face-to-face show later in the year. He might be a special guest for a cameo in there, mate. I reckon he's another man who's uh, not unfamiliar with a microphone or a, uh, a video lens, as many people would know. The great Mozzie man. Yeah, mate. He's also on a... Uh, what's that podcast he's doing with uh, Butterfield? They had the beak, um, the bloke in a bar on the other day. I don't know if you've seen that. I did, I did, mate. I was, I was intrigued to know what a comedian was doing with two washed-up wingers. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite, quite entertaining, mate. He does well um, keeping up with butts and his quick wit. So, uh, two, two great blokes out of the, uh, out of the central sort of uh, junior catchment area, I suppose you, you would say. And uh, although I know that Jonas. Mate, uh, he'll, he'll try and bust some jokes out on the footy field as well, but he probably should leave that to Isaac, I reckon. I think so, mate. Bust is an absolute character at training, and at, in, not so much in games. He's a very serious head once he crosses that white line, but yeah, he's a top bloke. I don't think he's as funny as his brother, but he's, he's, yeah, he's a very, very uh, good character. I, I enjoyed last year a couple of the conversations at goal kicks when I was refereeing, mate. He's, uh, he's, he's got a little bit of dry wit there, which is always good, and you enjoy those, those little moments of levity in the game when things are very serious and then someone can just, you know, as you said, Jonas is, you know, a, a competitor out there and then just to have that moment of uh, lightheartedness. He's a very good young bloke and, um, mate, bleeds blue and white and just throws everything he's got into, into the footy out there. He's a, another asset to your club alongside some of those other players that we've already mentioned. But mate, let's let's move on. Let's have a little chat about round twelve before I let you get back to your lovely other half, Tara and the Barb, mate. Um, there's some absolute cracking encounters, including your game this weekend. Some really crucial games for clubs. We're going to start with the Tui's new match of the round for Bar TV, which is up at Curry Sports Ground on Saturday, and it is Curry hosting West, mate. Both these sides have been pretty close to getting wins 
um, against big sides in recent weeks. West did chalk the upset over Cessnock to break their dark. The winner of this probably keeps their finals hopes alive. The loser, they're going to have some real work to do if they want to try and continue to keep pace with the top five. Yeah, mate. And I think, um, you know, the return of uh, Sam Keenan and the movement of Stephen Witters to the centres, West really look like they're, uh, they're hitting their straps. Fletch, uh, sorry, Fraser Price out of dummy half, kicking some good, good uh, getting out of dummy half, sorry, and kicking really well from what I've seen on the weekend. Curry are just a young bunch, aren't they? They need to really, uh, really lift to get over West, I think. Yeah, Curry will be without Daniel Melmoth, who's copped a week for a uh, a uh, late tackle late in the game. Probably unfortunate. I thought it was probably a little bit severe. But as you say, Westmate uh, Steve Witters has got a, a new lease on life, a mate of yours, um, or when you're not playing against him, that is. Um, yeah, he's really stepped up a gear. Lockery at fullback, obviously, as you talked about. Sam Keenan, mate. I did watch some highlights and clips of the game. Good to see Sam Keenan hasn't changed one aspect of his game, and that is that he likes to keep the referee on their toes. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? he um, Paul, he's had a pretty rough few years, Keno, with his, with his injuries, and it is good to see him back. And you know, in nearly every highlight video of, um, I've seen from the Tuis Rugby League, so yeah, killing it, Keno. Yeah, it does look like he's missed a beat. So, mate, have you got a tip here? Are you leaning with your your mates, Sammy Keenan and Stevie Witters? Mate, I just think, yeah, I just think West will get him. Just um, they, they're starting to hit their straps from what I've seen, and um, yeah, I, I think Curry will really have to lift to get over the top of them. Lovely, mate. Well, next up on Saturday is a top five clash. This will be one that you'll undoubtedly have a bit of a an eye on the boys at Central. They've got teams that sit either side of you. Macquarie, they host Cessnock. Mate, uh, both these sides on their day uh, can be absolutely anything. Macquarie uh, look like they'll be without Kerrod Holland, but it is uh, big Higgo's Luke Higgins' 100th first-grade game, which I think he's all of 26, mate. So that's a, a pretty impressive stat to have up considering the injuries and, and challenges he's been through. Yeah, mate, Luke, absolute gun. I um, I was lucky enough to play with him at South for a few years. Character on the field, I've spoken about it before. Him and Liam, they um, they switch they switch personalities once they get on the field. Liam turns into like a bully, loudmouth, angry person, and Luke's just all focus. But once they get off the field, Liam's all bloody cheery, and, and Luke's the angry man. So, um, to get a hundred games up for Luke's really good. He's um, as you said, he's only young, but a very consistent player and runs the ball harder than anything. He certainly does, and uh, look, he's going to have his work cut out for him up the middle against a Cessnock pack with the likes of, you know, Reed Hugo, Corey Barber, and, and Sam Mateora, who's probably, if, you, if you're talking highlight reels in terms of shots that someone's put on this year, he's probably got three of the top five so far. Yeah, mate, they're still trying to pick Jason Keelan's teeth up out of the ground over at Townsend. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't miss him, and he hasn't missed a couple of other guys, and uh, mate, he just... The ones that are always so dangerous, you see him sneak on off the bench and he just floats across the line and just shoot, just pops out. Uh, reminds me very much, I don't know, it might be a little bit before your time, but I'm sure you'll know the guy I'm talking about. Brooke Roach, when he was playing for the Terrace, used to do the same sort of thing, just shoot out a line, just in that blind spot and there's nothing worse because the players, you know, quite often, and you, you'll know the experience, you'll see them at the absolute last second and there's just nothing you can do and you just know you're about to get murdered. Yeah, and the... Uh how do I put it, just the weight of him coming down, mate, really knocks you off your feet, doesn't it? Mate, the sheer force, and, and like Brook Roach at the time, like Sam's got some acceleration over those last couple of metres that just, you know, like it's got to be a few Gs going through you and it's just, yeah, and you just know that it's not going to, you know, it's not going to end well and then you're going to feel the ground hitting you as well and, 
yeah, mate, it's, it'll be a good good clash, these two packs. Um, also looking forward to seeing, you know, Peter Godinay, the utility up against, you know, Matt Moon. He's been an absolute utility sensation for Macquarie. So this one will be a cracker, mate. Have you got a tip here? Who do, who do you like? Is it going to be the Scorps at home or, or the Goeys to continue after their big win over mate, the Lakes last week? Mate, very, very um, a tight one. I think the Scorps at home, they'll get them. You know, the uh, Lyle Peacock's really good for the Scorps. Hard to beat them out there. Certainly is, mate. It's not a fun place to visit as, a, as an away uh, player. Uh, let's head to Sunday, mate. There's three games. We'll start off with the ladder-leading Maitland Pickers. They head down to the entrance. The entrance, they've had some injuries. They've had some challenges. Grant Nelson will be uh, under a question mark after a HIA. Uh, they've missed Will Pearsall and uh, Adam McInnes the last couple of weeks as well. They've got a couple of players suspended after um, some blow-ups at a referee a fortnight ago. Can a... I guess a, an understrength the entrance side you'd expect. Even at home, they're going to really struggle. You'd think against a Maitland side that have found their their gear again after a couple of off weeks. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't tip against Maitland much this year, would you? And even especially with entrance as halves out, they're um, you know they're pretty often their best players. I think this is probably one of the easiest tips of the round, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I think Maitland will get the chockies. Yeah, certainly. Maitland looking, they've named their team. It's fairly stacked. Sam Anderson back in as well um, the last couple of weeks after missing some footy. So he'll be a, a big star for them up the middle. Next up, this one's an interesting one. Why you guys had them last week? And, um, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, say anything that I probably shouldn't hear, but I think um, Junior probably echoed this in your post-game interview. The, the scoreline probably didn't reflect how competitive Wyong are in the game. Lakes, similarly in their game, probably weren't reflected as well so both these sides will be desperate for a win. Lakes to stay in touch. Wyong to hold their spot on the edge of the top five. Uh, this is a really key game, and I know that there's a nice little bit of rivalry between two coaches that know each other well in Mitch Williams and Ian Bubba Burke. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a tough one, and as you touched on, they're both coming off a loss, but they're very very good players. They've both got some very good players in the side. Obviously, Mitch Williams for Wyong, and then the likes of Jack Kelly for Lakes. Um, that's, that's a tough one to pick. Where, did you say it was at Carl? It is, or, uh, it is at Carl Oval on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, Carl's ground, they have, they have one of the best uh, best crowds in the game over there when they when they want to. Um, I think that might get them the win against Wong, although in saying that, you know, the, the score really didn't depict the the, um, the game for us on the weekend. Wong really held it in there really well, and they were just unlucky in a few of their tries. So I'm, I think I'll tip Lakes, but only just. Mate, I just like to see, you know, this one I call the uh, the Battle of the Mitch Williams Bragging Rights, which Mitch Williams comes out on top. Yeah, yeah the uh, the one that can string a sentence together and one that can't. We'll leave that to the viewer's discretion. I don't think it's too confusing as to which one's which. Mate, <laughs> and finally, the, the grudge match, uh, Central versus South, mate. Uh, are, you, are you still in Reggie's or have you made it back to the top grade? What's happening this week? Mate, we trained as a club tonight. They haven't named a side, but... Uh, Hopefully for the TC Cup, they uh, they put me back in first. But if not, mate, I'll be happy to run around in Reggie's and uh, take out the likes of the uh, What's New and the Castle boys. Mate, it might be it might be the Joey Morris Cup if, if you're not in first grade, mate. <laughs> yeah, it might be. They have to make it a small cup. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. Um, so what's going to be the key for your boys, whether you're there or not? And, you know, if I'm Kane Anderson, I'm probably watching myself at training on Thursday night. But um, <laughs> what's going to be the key to getting the chocolates at home against South. As you said, you guys got, you know, ambush, not quite the right word, but they certainly did a job on you out there at Sleepy's Day earlier in the year and you'd be looking for a chance to get some bragging rights back. Yeah, mate, obviously Sleepy's Day is a hard game to win. It was, it was good, when, good when I was playing at South. You know, you'd, you'd always seem to turn up that day. Um, 
South this year, you know, just look like they're playing for their coach. I think they've got Bobcat back and they're doing all the little things right. You know, they've got Mickey Black back from uh, from the Knights running around in the nine. They've signed Angus Ernst back from uh, from the Cronulla under-20s, who's uh, Simo's brother-in-law. Um, you know, they're looking really good. And, they, yeah, they just seem to do the little things right. And when blokes like Scotty Matthews are getting barge over tries, uh, they must be doing something. Um, but, yeah, I think we just got to lock them down and really get in the grind with with South this weekend, I think, you know, outside back to, you know, some of the best in the comp, I think we can really uh, shine out there. Yeah, it's certainly certainly an interesting one. Um, the, the, the matchups in the middle, as you said, their edge players like Scotty and Lewis Hamilton have been really dangerous. Um, and, mate, you know, as you said, Angus Ernst, when, you, when you're pushing Ryan Glanville into the 13 jersey out of, out of his preferred six, um, yeah, it certainly says something about the sort of footy you're playing and... Uh, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on Simo, but you know, Angus is very quickly um, becoming the uh, the standout footballer for South in that in that broader family. Yeah, I think that's right, mate. Um, just while we're on Ryan Glam, mate, did you see his try highlights from the weekend? I did. Looking yes, like young, mate, unreal. He's uh, I think the surname looks good on him. Well, mate, it goes it goes with the surname, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Simo will really have to turn well on this week to be the, still be the best in the family. <laughs> you might want to hope you're not playing first grade now if you're going to be poking the bear that's, that's Simo. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's still fine, mate. He just had a, had a newborn as well and uh, uh, all the best to him. But yeah, he'll be coming off uh, no sleep, I think. So hopefully he's busted. Uh, mate, he'll stick to the middle. You'll stick to your edge anyway, so it'll be all right. But, mate, well, th- thank you for coming on, mate. I'll let you go and get back to the family. Good luck this weekend. Uh, looking forward to seeing who can get the bragging rights in the um, Tim Christie, Joey Morris Cup as to, uh, you know, it might be over two grades or it might just be the one. And, um, yeah, certainly wishing you the best, mate. Hopefully we'll see you back in first grade either this weekend or not too distant and uh, catch up with you closer to the finals, maybe with uh, that wonderfully red-headed mate of yours, Josh Bluey-Nielsen. Thanks, mate. I can't wait for that. Big thanks to Tim Christie for jumping on board today and chatting all things Denton Engineering Cup. We'll take a short break and we'll be back with East Maitland Griffin's Adam Martin to talk all things Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League Southern Conference. All right, time to get into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. And this week we're going to be having a chat about the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League's Southern Conference. Uh, The name, a little misnomer with a lot of the clubs based in this competition, uh, all based up around the Maitland region for a good portion of them. Uh, And we are joined by someone from one of those clubs. He is returning East Maitland Griffin and uh, part-time colour commentator for Bar TV, Adam Martin. Adam, welcome to League Castle. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, part-time caller, part-time footy player, but it's good to be back playing and enjoying what I do again. Mate, um, yeah, I, I know from talking to you that it's been quite a few years away. How have you found it coming back at that level at the Southern Conference? Obviously, it's not the top-tier competition, but like anything, it's still physical and challenging to uh, get the body back into. Three three shoulder surgeries. Um, never thought I'd play again, but yeah, look, it's definitely still physical. Um a bit different, different level and different speed and stuff. But look, a couple of weeks ago, I was it was easy. Last weekend's game, playing on a hard King Edward Park there at Henny Teddy Stadium, body's feeling a bit sore. That's for sure. So it's definitely not easy at the moment. Mate, you would have been spending all day tackling Buddy, I'm guessing, and that would have given you a fair work. And Avery would have been looking for you. Yeah, yeah, I found him early. Um, 
gave him, got him out of a bit of a sneaky little shoulder charge and then he dropped the ball from it. So I was, I was pretty happy with that, but just my luck, my last run of the game, I found him and he certainly whacked me, that's for sure. He doesn't miss when he gets hold of blokes, does Buddy Matthews. But, uh, mate, I, I did like the little story. Obviously, you boys went through a fair bit of junior sport together, so to get that opportunity, not only, you know, back playing, but to play against someone that you, you've grown up with would be uh, would have been nice. Yeah, it was wonderful. So we played junior cricket, junior footy together, and I went across to Morpa, so we played against each other. And he's obviously, you know, we just never clashed on the footy field, even when I was playing at Maitland. He was either playing somewhere else or, you know, playing at a different level. And, all of a sudden, yeah, we after 18 years, we finally got a chance to go head-to-head, which was wonderful. Um, obviously, I, I kind of gave him the points, but I think he came off a bit better off, but um, <laughs> I think he scored a try, and it was actually brilliant for him, to be honest. He, he created a lot of their play in the second half and kind of got him back in the game, but it's always good to play against someone who's been mates for so long, so... Yeah, he's certainly been a welcome addition back into that Maitland United side, mate, and, and a side that you guys know reasonably well now. You've played him in back-to-back weekends because of the way the washouts fell and, and walked away with three of the four competition points. So um, the bragging rights, while he might have the individual battle, mate, you'll take the uh, competition points. 100%. Two points is good. And obviously, the draw the week before, which was quite a dramatic finish for them um, with a sideline conversion to make it 34 all. But um, it just shows, you know, two games, a draw, and then a two-point separating the team shows how close we were. And pretty fantastic day as well so yes certainly mate and uh, in terms of you know going back out there and getting back amongst the culture I'm, I'm sure you know lots of the players that are there but how is the culture I know the Griffins have had some challenges with numbers in recent years but looking at results um, you're certainly uh, right amongst those teams that are going to be there when the whips are cracking so obviously numbers are a bit better and, I, and I'm assuming depth and culture have come with that yeah I understand I'll give ads coach a massive rap Chad Gardner he's really driving the club culture quite a lot. And like, you know, as you know yourself, there's a few boys like they chat on Mitch, they've been there for so long. They really are what the Griffins are all about. And um, they drive that club culture. And look, it's surprisingly to me, I actually didn't know that many of the boys when I went back there. I knew a few, all a few of them and stuff, but um, kind of spent six years away from the game and coming from Maitland as well. I hadn't really been around the, the lower hunter comp there at all, um, you know, community lower hunter comp, but... I've, it's been great for me and I've made a lot of new friends there and it's kind of a time I need to rugby league in my life again. So, um, you know, it's not just it's about going for a beer after our sponsors across the road, the bank, they're going for a beer on Tuesday nights or Thursday nights or getting down doing the raffle on Friday nights. And, um, you know, we had a 50th birthday at one of our trainers and all the boys go back to the pub and stuff. It was, it's something I need and it's kind of what that, you know, what he's all about, that camaraderie and, you know, being around your mates, so... Yeah, certainly, mate. And you talked about a couple of those names that have been part of the, uh, you know, the furniture. I remember watching Chad Irvine almost single-handedly lead them back from the brink in a grand final a few years ago in the C grade against Window, which unfortunately they lost in a at a pretty pretty um, star-studded side back then. But you know, he's still there. He's certainly, you know, uh, not the young whippersnapper he once once was. But some of those guys, you know, as you say. They are, you know, the key to the culture. And I noticed looking through the stats, mate, that uh, it looks like Chad's actually your equal leading try scorer, which isn't bad for a front rower. Yeah, front rower that plays 80 minutes at most games. So, look, he picked up a rib injury down at Budgeway a couple of weeks ago and come off. It's the first time I've seen him come off the field in the game. Um, missed the week after, and then he's come back and played 80 minutes for the last couple of weeks. So, pretty impressive. I think he's 33, 34 now, plays 80 minutes. 10 goal kick as well, but he's hooked himself from that last week. Um, and, yeah, Scoring tries is fun. You know, if you see someone wearing a number 10 jersey. 
Yeah, he, um, he's. I've managed to uh, play one game against him many years ago, and uh, you certainly know about it when Chad Irvine runs into you, that's for sure. But, mate, I think your backs might need to pull their finger out. Uh, you can't have a front rower, even even if it's equal, being the leading try scorer at the end of the season, surely. Yeah, no, I've been given it the wingers, but, you know, we all know that we can hang out with the ball, that's for sure, but I've been uh, given it the wingers about the amount of tries that him and Katie Place have scored there. Katie's wearing their 6 7 and scores a lot of our tries as well, but look, it's... Shadow does finish top try for the year. We're never going to be at the end of it, that's for sure. No, exactly right. But, uh, mate, it's always good when the uh, you know the, the forwards do get amongst it, mate. Uh, I'm assuming you're playing most of your time in the middle and the edge as well. I actually spend a bit of time in the centres all weekend, which is something I've been screaming out for. So I've been on a bit of a um, bit of a health kick, as we know, lately, and dropped a fair bit of weight. I played a lot of juniors um, in the halves and hooker and then went to a bit of, you know, the um, centres when I got a bit on in life and, I know, I come back to Maitland and played. I couldn't keep myself injury-free. I did my knee and stuff like that. So just anything that did happen, could happen to me did happen. So I kind of got bigger and bigger and went from the second row. And you know, I think my fittest year was 2013. I was playing in the centres. Then up in the front row my last year in 2016. So when I come back this year, I said, look, one thing I don't want is to play front row. It's <laughs> one position I'll play anywhere but front row. I can't the bench the first game and played in the halves and... I kind of been stuck in the second row and lost, but I played second row and centres on the weekend, which was a good change up. But I um I sent Stopper a message after the game because I always bag out, you know, into wearing the headgear. Obviously, you know, when I match up all areas and wearing the headgear and playing the centre stuff, I said, mate, and I said, I've got a new respect for centres. The runs you've got to make from the centres are a lot tougher than the runs you've got to make from the second row. That's for sure. Mate, I'm not sure why you don't want to play front row. I um, I was a centre like when I when I made my way into grade at Lakes, and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of training sessions in, they're like, oh, we might use you a bit in the back row, and then game game one, I turned up, and oh, one of the front rowers hasn't shown up, so all of a sudden, you, I've gone to the front row. I played in the front row, and all you've got to do is run forward, make some metres. If you can find your front and you make your tackles, like anything else you do above that is, is outstanding. If you don't do those over and above things out in the centres, then you know. They go, mate. You know, you're not worth you're not worth your um, you know, you're not worth us feeding you, sort of thing. So I enjoyed my transition to the front row. It was uh, it was a little bit bizarre because the the team managers at Lakes insisted on every week putting the same team list in the program. So I played front row for most of the season wearing jersey four, but which just confused a lot of people. But yeah, I um, I never looked back after that transition. Um, that was a little bit fateful, but anyway, mate. If if that if that's your suiting, I'll I'll leave you out of those edges, and uh, you can get it out a bit closer to your mate Nathan Everly. Um, your, your stunt double when he uh, turns up on a touchline for your games. I can't wait for that moment to come when he does get up. That's for sure. It'll be nice and fun. Yeah, I dare, I dare say the banner will be uh, thick and fast. But, uh, mate, uh, let's let's have a look. It is a six-team competition. Let's have a quick look at the ladder, the way it stands at the moment. And we've got the Hamilton Ducks. We know they've been a strong side in the lower grades over recent years. Their runaway leaders currently sitting first undefeated after six games. Then got yourselves and um, sorry, we've got West Maitland in second with a couple of games in hand. Then yourselves and Maitland United in uh, equal third. You've got the edge on four and against by seven points. Budgewoy back on four points, a point behind you. And uh, the boys that show up on the ladder and the, and the draw is Waratah, but are the uh, Lampton, New Lampton, Dogs and Rats. They are yet to chalk a win and they've had a bit of a, a tough season in terms of points against. But mate, it really seems, you know, especially those middle four sides, there's not really a lot separating from West Maitland down to Budgiewoy? Yeah, for sure. So we obviously played West Maitland and the game got abandoned due to the injury there to one of our wingers. But they got to come and stuff. And they definitely had the wood over us on the day they turned up. They were determined to win and just very classy across the paddock on that day. But 
Um, mainly United, I've said, touched on that. They're pretty close to the last two games. Um, played some rather that looked great before as well. And by joy, we went down there and we we had them down quite comfortably, to be honest. And then they just ran over us in the second half. Um, we hadn't played football for three weeks, which is no excuses. It was a pretty pathetic second half performance. But um, I think they're one of those teams that have a lot of blokes who can't play every second and third week. So um, that was probably the toughest team we played so far. There's no doubt about that physically wise. Um, but yeah, it's a close competition. I said it's six teams. You're playing, we'll play the same team two weeks in a row. Seems like every two or three weeks, especially the washouts, you play the same team. And I think it's a top four. So I just got to beat those teams the way you don't get to play finals before and we know what's possible then. Yeah, certainly right, mate. And um, undoubtedly, like the one we didn't really talk about there was uh, Hamilton. You haven't seen them since, well, I'll call it round two, but it was the first game of the year way back at the start of April. You'd be looking forward to get another look and a measure against the side that hasn't had a, uh, a loss put against them yet in a fortnight. Yeah, 100%. And look, when we played them in round one, we barely trained it all the wet weather and, you know, people having COVID and stuff like that. The kind of half the team met each other on the day of game one, so... We come out against Hamilton. It was, it was pretty respectable. It was 30 for 12. And I was just younger, faster and fitter on the day. Um, it's definitely a team we're looking forward to playing again. And if we can match it with obviously the top team in the competition at the moment. Yeah, lovely, mate. And the other thing I note looking at the draw as well, you've also got a, uh, a nice little run now. Four of the next five uh, all scheduled for downtown Henny Penny Stadium, a.k.a. King Edward Park, mate. So that'll be nice. Hopefully you can start to get uh, a, bit of, a bit of a following after having you know quite a few away games in the early part of the year. Well, that's it. And like I said, we've obviously had a few washouts there as well. On the weekend was our first home game this year. And look, I had to set the precedence to the year that we aim to win all our home games. And obviously, you know, it's been fun from one, but we haven't lost a home game yet. So, yeah, you know, we're kind of hoping to start our run there from last weekend and go on a bit of a run now. Well, mate, that leads in nicely talking about a bit of a run and your next home game. Let's have a look at the games to come for uh, round nine that we're up to now. And, and we'll start with the other games. And this is an interesting one. 5.30 at night, the Hamilton Ducks hosting the Budgeoy Bulldogs. These two sides have got a little bit of a rivalry over the last few years. They've both been up and about in the uh, they're in the C-grade competitions the last two years. I know they've lost a few players, so there's no love lost between the two squads. Um, I think Budgeoy may have even in the last C-grade grand final knocked Hamilton off uh, the year before we got the shortened season that was uh, knocked over last year. So... Uh, this one will be a spicy one, mate. Budgie would love to be the first team to knock off Hamilton. As you said, Budgie, if they can get all their cattle on the paddock, they're, they're a very hard side to beat, but obviously Hamilton undefeated. Yeah, so like, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? What Budgie Boy team can turn up, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, because obviously we've got a, a lot of players down there as well, like we do. We've got, you know, playing at this level, we've got some shift workers and stuff that can't play every, every week, so if Budgie Boy can get, you know, their top team on the field, which I have no doubt they fielded against us. Um, I certainly think they can physically give it to Hamilton, which are a so they're a much the team, um, much younger team, but physically wise, they just, I didn't find them as physical as what Budgie were. Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a contrasting styles that one. So it'd be an interesting one to have a look at uh, on Saturday night, and it actually may work into the favour. I'm guessing Hamilton with sharing Learmonth Oval there uh, with South Juniors are probably pushed back due to the juniors, but it might actually work in Budgeoy's favour. The fact that it is a later one, as you said, a lot of boys get caught up working on a Saturday and stuff. Three o'clock kickoffs for Budgeoy trying to come all the way up to Newcastle for these games, so that'll be an interesting one to see. The other one, undoubtedly, mate, United will head down to Waratah Oval as favourites against. Lampton, New Lampton, mate. Uh, the Rats and Dogs, they'd, they'd love to get their first win, but you wouldn't think a mainly United side that we just, as we touched on earlier now, have added Buddy Matthews to that side. 
Um, you won't see them lose two games in a row too often, and they haven't had a win in their last two, having had a draw and a loss to you guys. Yeah, for sure. I said Buddy's obviously a massive for them. And five, I don't know his last name. I think it's Paul. He's, he's a creative player on the weekend as well. And kind of when him and Buddy started combining together there, they really started to put some points in place with our attractive attacking football. So, um, yeah, look, I'd expect them to go to the Waratah and have a win. But, yeah, Waratah, they weren't really that far off us when we played them as well. We kind of ran over them in a 20 minutes there. Um, same thing, though. They hadn't played a lot of football when we played them due to the wet weather. Um, yeah, I expect them out to win, but Waratah seem to be a good bunch of blokes. They've got a good system down there, so they won't be too far away from winning. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Some of their results have been quite close, and they seem to you know it might be an intermittent side as well. I mean, they got within two points of Hamilton early in the season, as you said. You know, you guys got away late on them. They got within a couple of tries of Maitland United as well as um, you know a couple of those other results. They've had a couple of washouts, and then their last couple of games have been. Uh, real blowouts against Hamilton and Budgie Boy. So they'll be looking to get back in the winner's circle, back at home. Um, but of course, mate, the final game, and this one's, uh, you know, East Maitland versus Maitland United is good fun, but East Maitland versus West Maitland, there's not much that's better than this one. Uh, having grown up in the area, you'd be all across it, mate. Uh, the Griffins and the, the Red Dogs or the Wallaroos as they are now, there's no love lost. Yeah, it takes you back, doesn't it? Back to the juniors. And uh, like I said, one of those games where I look forward to as a kid, East Maitland versus West Maitland. I actually remember going back as far as primary school playing at East Maitland versus Tulara Public School um, in the old Maitland Punk Pacific knockout final. Um, it was pretty much East Maitland Griffins versus West Maitland or more of the Wallaroos, whatever they were back then. So, um, yeah, it, it brings back a lot of memories. That's one of those games to look forward to. And look, like I said, they'll, they'll feel, I know it was uh, obviously a pretty bad incident that happened up there at Coronation Oval with the helicopter quiet for the neck injury and stuff, but. Yeah, they had us that game of 2016. We had a, a good hard look at ourselves after that game. It was exchange positive words and things we had to work on and stuff. And I feel like that game we've trained harder, um, been a lot more positive and, you know, certainly looking forward to a rematch because they'll certainly come out fired up after that game, that's for sure. Yeah, they certainly will. Um, as you say, there's no real love lost and they'll be led around by Sam Tooth undoubtedly and, and Tat Whaleboat out in the centres is really dangerous as well. They've got a few um, attacking threats at different spots, mate. So it's going to be a big game. Hopefully it'll be a big turnout. Lots of the old boys undoubtedly from both clubs will get down and around it at Henny Penny Stadium on Saturday, mate, at 3 o'clock. And uh, then, as you said, head over to your, your sponsors, the Bank Hotel there for a couple of quiet ales afterwards. Um, it's, the, it's the thing I do like about that rivalry, mate. You will beat the living daylights out of each other. Uh, then once off the field, everyone will be more than happy to uh, crack a blue can or a schooner and uh, get amongst the uh, festivities afterwards. Yeah, it's like a man is not having a sponsor across the road. And it's um, certainly handy. And, yeah, it's uh, recently put some Steel City on tap as well. So it's uh, one of my favourite go-to drinks. So I look forward to that one, that's for sure. No, lovely, mate. Well, best of luck for this weekend. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Second place on the line down at King Edward Park, Henny Penny Stadium, as we affectionately know it. Uh, appreciate you jumping on the show, mate. Uh, look forward to catching up with you in the not-too-distant future, either at a Griffins game or uh, around the traps with Bar TV. All right, sounds good. Thanks for that.
Well, that rounds out another episode of League Castle, covering off on the Newcastle Rugby League as well as the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. Look forward to continuing to bring you all your rugby league coverage over the coming weeks as we head into the second half of all of our competitions. Plenty of catch-up footy as well. Washout games midweek on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Friday night footy games on the weekend. There's no excuse not to get out and support your team. I know it's a little bit cold. Rug up. Go and have a steak sandwich. Grab a cold beer. Enough cold beers make you warm. There's logic there in it, I'm sure. But again, thank you to our guests, Josh Spiegelman, our co-host. Thanks to Junkyard Skips. Uh, of course, Adam Martin from the East Maitland Griffins coming on to talk the Southern Conference of the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. And the returning guest, Tim Christie. It must be his fourth or fifth time on the show. We love having TC on the show and uh, look forward to catching up with him around the traps. But uh, a great uh, coverage of Central and everything that's going on there in the Denton Cup as well as the lower grades. So a big thanks to TC, Adam and Josh. Thanks again to those businesses that do partner with us. Uh, Shipley Meats at Rutherford Sharp, DS Central Coast Junkyard Skips and Beaver Brewery. We appreciate all their support. Please support those businesses that help us bring you the show every week. Get out, enjoy your footy. It is a little bit cold, but get out there, support the clubs that uh, put that footy on the field and uh, support their canteens because that's what enables them to do so. But again, we thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out our socials, League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook, and enjoy the games this weekend. And we'll bring you all your footy action again next week. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.